0: guys, it's been a hot minute since I've just had this little intro life going. Usually just on the chip chat to hear me talking, but I needed to step in and let y'all know that this interview is super special because of the connection that I was able to make through sending um, emails, and this is my chair that's making noise under me, <laughs> through sending emails to people and different businesses to get sponsorships for this podcast. Able, this company that you will hear about in a second, we're like, hey, do you want to interview someone on our staff? And I was like, frick, yes, let's do this. So that's the interview today. And because there are sponsors for it, or because she is the interview, I figured why not put the sponsor on the interview rather than on the chip chat before or after, so you guys can kind of make that connection because she talks a little bit about Able and it'll just help you guys understand it. So without further ado, here's a little explanation about Able and what they do and you get all the good stuff like a code for Able. Um I re-record I pre-recorded this so I can't figure out how to get the audio audio to be the same, but here we go. Diving in, let's hear about Able and all the good stuff they're doing. Two Christmases ago, I got this beautiful leather bag from them, and I heard about them from another podcast that I listened to, which is just fun, the connections. And the business, the company, is called Able, and it's a women's ethical fashion brand on a mission to challenge the culture of the fashion industry by creating transformative opportunities for women. They make beautiful products, like I said, like the leather bag that I had, but they also make clothes and shoes and jewelry around the world and locally in Nashville, which is where their headquarters are. They have a team of 87 people, 85 of them are women, which is so freaking awesome, and the fact that, I mean, really, I just want to give a round of applause, and I wish I had that, like, little sound things to, like, clap hands, you know, (laughs) which is awesome, and yes, I'm reading a little bit of this because I want to make sure I get it right, but This is the coolest thing. They're the first brand to publish their lowest wages because they believe in complete transparency and that it's the only way to protect and empower the fashion industry's vulnerable workers, most of whom are women. So what's super cool is they've given listeners for Good Good Talks a code for 15% off your first purchase, which is just like so fun to even be saying this. If you type in Good Talks 15... You get 15% off. Go to livefashionable.com. It's just live fashionable. It's not fashionable, but I mean if that helps you spell it, then that's totally cool too. But guys, just so fun to share them with you. And I know that this segment like took a little bit longer and I'm still figuring out how to make them shorter. But I also want to make sure you guys know about these awesome opportunities to help support really great freaking people and really great companies that are doing really, really good for the world. So now, let's chat, shall we? Um, I'm not calling on
1: FaceTime audio. I have an Android. Yeah. I hope that's
0: okay. No, it's totally okay. I figured, you know what, I'll just have you on speaker, and the mic's still doing its thing, so yeah, it's totally fine. Totally fine. So, how are you?
1: I'm good. How
0: are you? I'm good. Have you ever done a podcast before, interview, or anything like that?
1: Um, I've never done a podcast, but I have done radio interview before.
0: No way! Okay, so cool. I've never done radio interview, so what's what's that like?
1: Um, it, it was a little different. Uh, I've only done one of them. They they still edited and put, pieced it together and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she done a really great job. But yeah, it was a little bit different, and it was more with like a mic, like running back and forth.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so were you like sitting in the um place with her or kind of, what's it called? Uh, like the studio?
1: No, she actually came to Able and followed me through Able while I was working. And then we left Able campus and went to our fashion director's house to where it was a little bit more quiet um yeah. to do like a full scope interview of my story.
0: Oh, so cool. So cool. Okay. So... Um. Yeah, so I contacted Abel about doing more of like a sponsorship, but I'm really more of like a small podcast. I don't really have like a huge following, but what I really want to do is just get names and brands out there that are doing good stuff um, and not necessarily need to be sponsored like like, you guys pay me money, those kind of things. But it was more of like, hey, can I get your name out there? Can I somehow support you guys and then have then in turn have you guys support me? So it was so cool. And Amber was like, yeah, and then we have somebody that would love to do podcasts with you if you want. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love that. So um, thank you again so much. Right now I'm recording, but I'm someone that once I start asking questions and things, unless I say something super dumb... I'm not really gonna edit it out it's just gonna like full throw from uh, flow from beginning to end um but really since I have yet to, I've never met you and um, I don't really know your story other than what I've read online um do you want to give like just a little spiel of who you are maybe just what Abel is and then we can kind of get into what the questions are in like the um the focus and the topic for this season.
1: Yeah. Um, so, um, Chelsea, I'm 26 years old. Um, my background a little bit, you know, started using drugs at the age of 13. Um, and it progressed through four treatment centers, um, and the loss of two children and just terrible stuff. I was an IV drug user addicted to meth and heroin. Mm. And, Um, past that, I, what really, um, shook me to my core was when my dad finally, he he was just like, you know what? We're just waiting on a phone call to come identify your body. Mm. And that, that really made me snap out of it. And I was like, it's time. Yeah. So I went into treatment here in Nashville. Um, and the same week that I went into treatment, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. Um. So yeah, I ended up having my little boy right after I graduated the treatment program and was working on getting into transitional housing, and Abel had came and done chapel at the National Rescue Mission where I was located and volunteered making jewelry with the women there, and they noticed me. They noticed that I was helping everybody else put together their jewelry before I was doing my own. And they asked me if I wanted a job. And I think, like, what really drew me to Able, just as a company, is the fact of them empowering women mm-hmm. and giving the women a wage that is actually livable, that no. you can live on and support your family.
0: Wow. So then you just started working at, were you still in the treatment facility when you were working with them?
1: Uh, yes. I was still in the treatment uh, facility that I, w- I had moved into transitional housing. Okay. Um, and I had stayed in transitional housing for five months, right okay. around four and a half, five months before moving out of there to my own apartment.
0: Okay. And so how long have you been sober and like celebrating that you've been free from that?
1: Um, October
0: will mark four years. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, my, it's crazy that, um, you're, you've walked through this because my, my roommate here in California, she, um, is working at a rehab facility here in Southern California that is not just, um, it's focused on like eating disorders. It's focused on drug, alcohol, um, and so just, I feel like, I, I mean, I can't really, I can't relate to your story fully, but I, f- I'm thankful that I know her side and now now am hearing your side, like I'm able to understand more of what you're walking through just a little bit more, not all of it, but, um, right. of what you've walked through. So, um, that's really freaking hard work. So that's amazing that you went through all of that. And now here you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 4 years later. Yeah,
0: 4 years later. So, your job at Able, what have you like moved up? I know you moved up a little bit um not just from like you started making jewelry. Um are you doing something different now? I feel like you've moved up from what I can remember, but
1: Um yeah, so I started out making jewelry and everything and I still make jewelry. Yeah. Um but I also I help train and assist yeah. um the team. Um So uh, I'm doing a lot more things with tools and training processes and just trying to figure out processes to make uh, items flow faster. Um, But I still make jewelry full time. My uh, title is actually studio assistant.
0: Okay. Okay. And so, I mean, I know it may be kind of hard because you were just focused on getting better and healing, but would you have ever thought this is where you would be four years later?
1: No I, I never it's funny i I never seen me holding down a job, yeah, I never did, um because I was in and out of jobs, you know, just yeah. getting enough money to go get my next high, so I never in a million years would have pictured me holding down a job for three years this October,
0: yeah, wow, that's incredible. And can I ask about your kids and where um where that's at right now?
1: um yeah, so. I was pregnant in the program and mm-hmm. was also fighting in court, trying to see my previous two children that I had. And, you know, the courts had ruled that I needed to sign my rights over and mm. that was just going to be it. And at the time I was not, um, okay with that yeah. at all. Um, but the deal that was, you know, presented to me, I, I just kind of had to look at it with, like, open eyes of I can sign over my rights, but my family and my parents still get to see those children. But if I don't sign over my rights, nobody gets to see them. Okay. So I kind of just put myself to the side and focus more on my parents. It's not my parents' fault. Yeah. So that's it ended up what happened. And I know at some point in time when they – get old enough and they, they come looking for me, I'll be able to tell them the story of, you know, what happened, this is why mom made bad decisions, and, you know, that's that's just what happened, but yeah. mom's better now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, do you have your son that you um, were pregnant with starting in treatment? Do you have him right yeah, now? Um, okay.
1: Yeah, he's a little over three
0: years old now. Oh my goodness. My best friend has a three year old, she's going on four, so um, that's just a fun age. It's fun, but also crazy, right? <laughs> like it's fun and stressful. Yes, they're getting into their personality more and more. And you want them to own who they are, but you're also like, can we just not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Can
1: you just tone it down a little bit?
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Do you have any questions about The questions that I sent you? Uh,
1: no, I went through them. And, uh, I think I've got them pretty much nailed
0: down. Okay, awesome. So, my podcast, this is my fourth season that I'm starting. The first two seasons, I just would have, like, conversations with people. And the kind of little, um, I guess, like, subtitle for it is Good Talks with Good People About Good Stuff. And so, my thing is, I've just listened to so many podcasts where people just have great conversation that is great between the people, but then not only lifts each other up, but lifts the listener up. And so that's just my goal for this is to be able to lift other people up and encourage them through, even if it's like, even if they can't super relate what's going on, but at least feel encouraged through who I'm talking with or through your story, whoever story it is. Um, and then with this season, last season I did a season called Grit It Girl and I just talked about, talked with girls like, I think with women, um, I mean, I can speak my own life, but I just comparison can be a big struggle. And so it's like looking at other women and saying like they're doing this and I'm not doing it when really it's no, we're all gritting it and doing life on our own, at our own pace and, um, and where we're supposed to be and just celebrating where we're supposed to be and what we're doing. And I kind of wanted to stick with a theme like that because I really enjoyed that. So this season's really fun because it's similar to Grit It Girl, I would say, like celebrating what we're going through, but I loved the word unapologetically, even though it's kind of tough to say <laughs> more than like a yeah. few times. Um, i I loved it because when my friend and I looked it up, she was the one that was helping me kind of create this It um, was kind of like just living with no regrets of who am I. And what am I doing? What am I leaning into that um I don't I don't apologize for because this is who I am. And there are definitely some things that I, that we're growing in, right? That it's like, I should apologize that I'm I'm growing in this and this is something that it's gonna be I need to kind of work on a little bit. But then there's some other things when it's like, this is just who I am and that's who I wanna be. Um and we can't like run people over and be rude and things like that. Because we're unapologetically this or that. But I just feel like it's a a way to be like, no, this is who I am and being, um, living in that and living with no regrets in that. So, um, I'm excited to kind of hear how you took the questions because that's my favorite thing is, um, sending out the questions and I have a certain view of it, right? But whenever other people come up and have a completely different view, it's the coolest thing because I'm like, I didn't see it that way or this or that. So I'm excited to see um, how you interpreted the questions a little bit. So let's just dive in. Um, first question, what does living unapologetically look like for you?
1: Um, so living unapologetically, uh, I feel like it looks like nothing that's in my past defines me, Mm -hmm. you know, none of my mistakes of my past are keeping me from pursuing my dreams and my future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel like right now? How are you pursuing your future and going after that and letting, I mean, obviously I think Abel's been such a big part of that, of letting that past go, but in, now that you're here and saying, I've never thought I'd be able to hold a job for three years, are you able to dream and like be looking at things and say like, this is what I'm going to do despite those obstacles?
1: Oh uh, yeah, um. One of my biggest things, and it was especially like through Abel and what I've told Amber and everybody here, you know, one of my dreams while I was in treatment, I was like, I want to share my story to as many places, to as many people Mm -hmm. as I possibly can in the hopes of it changing somebody else's life. So like, that was a dream that was dreamt, you know, while I was in treatment. Yeah. Um, And then also, you know, I've got dreams of a home. We're almost ready to buy a home Mm -hmm. next year. Mm -hmm. Um, possibly going back to school for EMT. Um, Yeah, just stuff that I dreamed about doing, you know, as a child that I'm now getting to achieve.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so cool. I never asked you. Are you married right now? Are you okay? When did you get married?
1: Uh, last September.
0: Oh my gosh! So almost a year. Congratulations! Thank you. Wow! And I never asked you this either, but um, are you a Christian? Are you a believer? Yes. Okay. And yes, I am. um, did you find the Lord like through treatment and all of that, or um, were you raised Christian? Um,
1: like? I was raised Christian, but I strayed away um, just from bad experiences in my childhood, yeah. and um. The treatment center that I went in is is a Christian-based treatment center and a program, okay. and that's where I ended up regaining what I used to have in awesome. my, you know, spiritual walk.
0: Yeah. And I know you said Abel came and kind of did some kind of, like, worship, something like that, or... um.
1: Well, Abel just came or to chapel. volunteer.
0: Volunteer. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, they came to volunteer at chapel and okay. make jewelry with all the ladies.
0: Okay. That's really cool. Well, um, that's like a whole nother thing that I love asking questions on, but I'm going to try to stay focused. (laughs) Um, but okay. So that's really cool of like, just not living unapologetically for you is just letting go of that past and saying, this isn't going to define me. And I think there's a lot of whatever your story is, we can all relate to that, right? Of like, well, this, this isn't what, I thought was going to happen or this should stop me because this is how, this is what was happening before. or This is who I was before. Um, but choosing to say like, no, today's a new day. I'm a new person and, um, all of that. So that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. So the, the next big question is the whole thing is called unapologetically blank. So what are you are unapologetically what?
1: Sober. Yes. Um, yes, I'm unapologetically sober. Um, I will never let that weigh me down again. And I'm not sorry for it. Yeah. Um, I don't regret, you know, what happened in my past because it shaped me into who I am. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for being, you know, high and using. Yeah. And that did, that shaped me as strange as it sounds to Mm -hmm. who I am today and shaped, you know, me being able to help everybody else that's in those, you know, similar circumstances.
0: Absolutely. So how, other than speaking like this on here or, um, like the radio interview that you did, how else are you helping others that are walking through what you walked through?
1: Um, so a lot of times they'll ask me to go to conferences and stuff like that. And I get to, um, I get to speak at those events. Okay. Um, and a lot of times they use me, you know, like bringing tours through the building and I can communicate through that. Um, also I just spoke at, uh, the program that I was at to the ladies in recovery there. Wow. Um, they've asked me the only one that I actually did, um, turn down was the program that i went through asked me to do it's a massive huge event here in nashville it's called the hearts of hope uh-huh and there's so many people there they asked me to be the headline speaker of it wow and i had to pray about that yeah um uh I wasn't prepared for that yet, um, yeah. but I did tell them to ask me next year.
0: Yeah. yeah, Uh-oh. Give me a year. Yeah. Because that's a yeah, big give thing. Give me a
1: year to prepare instead of two months.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, wow. 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 That mean, I mean, that's so cool that you're like, this is, I want to use my story. And the Lord's like, this is what's happening. And we're going. <laughs> no turning yeah, back I, from it. I never
1: thought it would be as much yeah. as what it's been. And, I was like, I, I knew he was going to use me in some way or another, and I, that's like one of my biggest fears is getting up in front of people and speaking. Really? And I'll, it always has been. And huh. I was like, wow, you have a really funny way.
0: Yeah.
1: Of doing things. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I heard that honestly, the fear of speaking in front of people is more of a fear for people than dying because, like that, it's that crippling for people. Is it? Crippling for you, or have you going and doing it more and more, you've gotten a little bit used to it?
1: Every, every time that I do it, I'm just as nervous as the first time. Totally. I shake. Yeah. I sweat. I don't eat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely, I totally understand that. Whenever I was younger, and I mean, it's gotten a little bit better, but I would do talent shows, and I would be so nervous, and I would do my thing, I would sing, but then afterwards, I would cry in the bathroom for like 15 minutes. Because I didn't know, you know, I held it all in and then afterwards it just all came out. So, I get that.
1: I feel you. Yeah. And I'm the same way with um, filming.
0: Uh So, I've done
1: some film stuff too. Yeah. And actually, I just done one yesterday. No way. And I'm the same way. Like, I sweat and then after it's all done, I'm like, I've got to step outside.
0: Yeah, I just need a break. (laughs) Yeah. So, what was the film for? Oh my gosh, so cool.
1: Um, so the film is for this, um, company that's doing, um, I believe it's a YouTube channel Okay. Uh, platform and it's art- called artistic fuel
0: hmm. and
1: the video should be up sometime in the fall. I know they're supposed to let me know, yeah. um, but they're traveling across the country and just, you know, finding artists and like kind of what brought them into what they're doing today and art- artistically.
0: Wow. Wow. So cool. Especially because I think your story is unique, but then everyone else's story is probably just as unique of they maybe not have thought that they'd get into this role like you did, but it maybe wasn't what, it wasn't what um, your drugs and and all of that of, that wasn't what led them into it. You know what I mean? I think it's just so cool of the unique, even though not what you thought was going to happen, right? (laughs) Not... Um, but just going back to like, I'm not going to let that define me, even if that's what my past was that led you to where you are now, but it's not going to define you. Okay. So then I guess with all of this, what is something that you'd want to tell yourself of like, let's say your 16 year old self, 15 year old self. I know you said 13 was whenever you started using drugs. Um, but pick whatever age, or even someone else that's in the same season right now. Um, what would you want to say to them?
1: Um, honestly, like someone in the same season, um, as I am, you know, right now, because I mean, I work with so many people that have came out of recovery yeah. or are in recovery, and I, I can't stress it enough for them to use their stories as a testimony yeah. to what can happen and what their future can hold. Um, and even like telling my old self, only thing that I would tell my old self because I do not have regrets of yeah. the, the choices that I made because it shaped me is hold on, it's going to be a hard ride, but you're going to get through it. Yeah. Um, it was, it was an extremely hard ride, but I've fought through it. Um,
0: And made it to where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So just like hold on. Hold Mm -hmm. on. Fight through it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, and this wasn't part of the questions. I'm just more so. I love getting to know new people. So if there's anything, any questions that I ask you, they're like, this, I do not want to answer that. Then please (laughs) let me know. Um, (laughs) But you had mentioned that what kind of helped you turn around was your I don't know if it was your dad or just your family saying, we're just we're just ready to come identify like your body. Like that, that's kind of where we're at. Um, so where are you with your family now and that really
1: um, me and my family are closer than we've ever been. We, we talk daily,
0: mm.
1: my parents and I, Yeah. um, even, you know, like my aunts and uncles and stuff like that. It, they regain the person that they had lost a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Because when I was out, you know, in my addiction, it it just became the point of, I'm not going to help you anymore, because I'm not really helping, I'm enabling you, Mm -hmm. and they had to break that distance, but now, I mean, when I went into treatment, they fully supported me 100%, and backed me all the way through this Mm -hmm. treatment, and this treatment being my fifth, Uh
0: Um,
1: they always backed me through it, and we got to rebuild a relationship that was destroyed at
0: one point in time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like that took a while or was it just kind of, I mean, I feel like it's, family can be really resilient, right? Like you can, they always say you can't choose your family, which sometimes makes it a little bit harder, but then also you can be 120% yourself and they still choose you and love you. And that can, that, I mean, that's, that's been something that I've been so thankful for in my life. But for you, like, do you feel like that took a while? Or was it just like, because they backed you from the get-go, it it was from the beginning of your fifth treatment that they, you're like, okay, this is, we're creating, we're getting back to where we were.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it really didn't take as long as what I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think... I think when you're just really ready to do something, you can actually tell it. You, yeah. you can tell when a person, they're, they're just done. Yeah, And I think my parents seen that in me. They, they seen just a complete turnaround change from what I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more that they seen that, the closer that we grew. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that it took a really long time. Uh, honestly, it probably should have took longer than what it did for the <laughs> Dirt that I did in yeah. my past,
0: yeah. But still, that's that's how good the Lord is is bringing healing that quickly. Do you have siblings or anything? Uh no. Okay, no. so it was just you and your parents. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. So that's that's even more incredible that um, that because they're kind of you're their you're their only family. You're, I mean, you they are your only family, um, and so for them to stick with you like that is. That's awesome. So uh, one question and more because this like didn't take as long as I was anticipating. And like I said, I just want to know everything about you. Um, so uh, what is one thing that you kind of shared a little bit of like your dreams of like buying a house and going to EMT school? Is that what it's called? Um, what is one step that you're taking right now that you're like, okay, this is what's going to lead to those future things.
1: Um, So right now, you know, uh, me and my husband are saving money, and we're constantly looking uh, for homes right now, um, because we're planning on, like, right after the first of the year, you know, buying. Um, Yeah, we're we're doing a lot of saving. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of packed lunches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And the EMT, that's going to... It's probably going to be a little bit further on in the future just because, you know, I have a three-year-old that's in daycare right now and it would would be kind of hard to swing doing the school in right now. But, I mean, I have thought, you know, even if I didn't do the EMT, that had always been a, you know, a dream of mine. But I think the whole concept of wanting to be an EMT was the thought of saving a life. Yeah. Which I'm doing in other ways now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And so, um, what does your husband do?
1: Um, he actually works maintenance at the Nashville Rescue Mission. He um, okay. he went through the program as well.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. So, you guys yep. are like both victory stories right there. That's amazing. Yeah. So do you guys meet in um, the program then or afterwards?
1: No, I was still in. I was in uh, transitional housing, and we were still located in East Nashville at that time. And him and another, my manager's uh, husband, came to help move the company from East Nashville to West. And we noticed each other, but I didn't say anything to him. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, but he noticed me too. And, um, I remember Travis, that's, um, my manager's husband's name that was with him. They're really great friends too. He had said, he said, no fishing at the mission. She's, she's in the program. Yeah. And he didn't listen to him. He <laughs> ended up getting on Facebook and messaging me. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> and you're like, okay, thank you for not listening because here we are now. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny because he was actually my husband's best
1: man
0: in the wedding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. Well, thank you Chelsea for sharing your story. I mean, especially to the most random like person across the world. (laughs) Well, across the United States, not across the world. Um, but I love that you're passionate about sharing it no matter where and what platform and, Um, letting me ask you all the questions, even if they weren't in the ones that I sent you, (laughs) so.
1: Oh, it doesn't bother me at all. I'll do it anytime.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you again. I will, um, let you guys know whenever I send this out. Um, and I'm actually really excited to look up the YouTube, um, video or what, I guess I can't remember the words that you used, but whenever that comes out in the fall, um, that'd be so cool to even hear a little bit more of your story and like have more of like a visual of, Oh, this is what she's doing and all of that. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely have Amber, uh, email you the link or whatever
0: when it comes out. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Guys. So thankful for Chelsea and, um, so cool to hear how the lord redeems that whole just her relationships with her family um but then just now she's using her story and like she said like she always thought being an emt was what she wanted and she could still go towards that but about that and what made that so intriguing was the part of saving lives and she's doing that through sharing her story so i don't know where you guys are at in your walk in um in your life but i whether you are have um, same past, same struggles as what Chelsea had or have no idea what that's like like I do, I know that her story is still going to impact you and still be part of, I don't know, just being able to hopefully encourage you and um, give you something to share with others of like, hey, no, I know it's possible, right? So... All to say, Chelsea's awesome, Abel's awesome in what they're doing, and make sure you guys check out their website. I will put it in the show notes and use that code because how cool do we have a code to get percentage off? So, fun! I just love it. Also, it is 9.30 and I'm still tired. Like, the question is, do I go for a run or do... I go back to sleep. I'm going to go for a run, but I may sleep afterwards. I wish someone was here to tell me what to do. But right now, I'm just blobbing on and on. And I'm going to say, less is more, Steph. So thank you guys for joining. Cannot wait for the next interview. Couldn't tell you what it is because I'm just putting up in, in random orders. So, and I picked up Southern jaw for Chelsea because she has the coolest Southern jaw ever. So I hope you have a great weekend, great week, and I will see you next week.